Hello, this is Gary Hutchins with the Sunny Slope Church of Christ in Omaha, Nebraska, and this is today's Bible class. A short Bible study, only about 13 minutes, but every day, keeping us in God's Word, and that's important for our faith because faith comes by hearing the Word of God, Romans 10 and verse 17. But it also keeps us focused on a relationship with God and upon our souls. Help people in your life to grow in their faith, to start thinking about their relationship with God by sharing these short studies with them through Facebook friends, text messages, and other technological means with your family members, friends, work associates, neighbors, with everybody you can. Help people come to God. Get them into God's Word by sharing these studies with them. Make that commitment today. We're going to continue with our line of thought and study. We're talking about, generally, the theme heart problems or heart troubles, troubles, problems of the heart because of how we condition our heart. And so we end up acting in ways that reflect upon that condition of our heart. And we are the ones who condition it. Well, we've talked in this particular series, this theme, we've looked at a whole bunch of different specific heart problems. We've talked about hatred, laziness, gossip, worry, unforgiveness, Pride, that is ungodly pride, harsh judgments, anger, fear, and we've talked about weak faith. All of these are problems of the heart. They're heart troubles. And if you're, deal, if you're experiencing one or more of these, you need to be working on your heart. You need to recondition it, so to speak. Now, this particular specific one we're talking about in this part of our study is ingratitude and ungratefulness. You know, so many people, they want things, but they don't stop and think about how they ought to be thankful for so many things that they already have. And even even when they want something and they may even pray to God for a particular blessing. And, and it, God may bless them in that way. But they may not necessarily stop and think, ah, this is what I've been praying for. And then give God thanks in prayer. And they may just not even think about that. We need to not only be praying to God for his blessings, but we need to also be praying to God, thanking him for his blessings. You know, the old story I've used many times, it's not unique to me. It's, I, I heard it way, way back. I don't even remember how many years back. And it's probably just one of those preacher's parables, you know, uh, just a story made up to get across a particular point. It talks about a man who was working on the roof of his house. And so it was kind of high up there, and, and the pinnacle of the roof was rather you know, sharp. And so there it was, you know, a steep, you know, a steep kind of drop there. And then at the edge of the roof, it was pretty far off the ground. He's working on his roof. Maybe he's repairing shingles or whatever. And all of a sudden he, he starts to slip. He loses his grip and he's starting to, to slip and, and he's going down the peak of that roof and, and, you know, toward the edge and the ground is pretty far down. And quickly, he recognizes, I'm in danger here. And so he calls out to God, just bluntly, God save me. And almost at that moment, his overalls that he's wearing 
get caught on a nail that's sticking up from one of the shingles, breaks his slide enough that he's able to regain his grip, and so he's not falling anymore. And then quickly he says, never mind, I'm okay now. (laughs) You know, in a moment, God save me. And then when his fall is broken, never mind, I'm okay now. You see, how many times do we pray for a blessing and the blessing comes, but we don't give God thanks? Or how many times, and remember what James said in James 1 and verse 17, every good gift and every perfect gift is from above and comes down from the Father of lights. So everything that's truly good in our life is a blessing from God, and we ought to be thankful for those blessings, all of them. How many times do we have a blessing bestowed upon us that we're not even thinking of, we're not even looking for? We haven't even asked God for it specifically, but there it is. Have we stopped and thanked God for it? A young man a number of years ago told me a story, a true story about his life, and he applied for a particular job He went in and met with the employers, and while he was in there, they thought, you know, you're more than qualified for this particular job you're applying for, and they actually offered him a much better job with much higher pay, and he accepted. And I believe he went out and got into his vehicle outside, and he thanked God. For the blessing. He was not expecting that blessing, but it came to him. It was bestowed upon him, and he understood that was a blessing from God, and he gave God thanks. Do you thank God for your blessings? We closed last time talking about giving God thanks for even our food, and I asked the question, What about when you're in, well, first I said, you know, before you chow down, when you start to eat a meal, do you give God thanks for that meal? And what about when you're in a restaurant? Do you put any thought of embarrassment that that the devil might plant in your head saying, you know, oh, I'm embarrassed about stopping. I mean, people might look at me. People might see me bowing my head and praying and giving thanks to God for this meal. And so you don't do it in a restaurant? Why? Why do you let the devil have his way with you in that particular case? Have you thought about that? In 1 Timothy chapter 4, verses 1 through 5, the Apostle Paul wrote that, that prayer has an effect upon the food that we eat. And, and I, I think we can understand the prayer of thanksgiving. Let me read here, verses 1 through 5. 1 Timothy chapter 4. Now the Spirit expressly says that in latter times some will depart from the faith, giving heed to deceiving spirits and doctrines of demons, speaking lies and hypocrisy, having their own conscience seared with a hot iron, forbidding to marry and commanding to abstain from foods which God created to be received with thanksgiving. God created foods to be received with thanksgiving by those who believe and know the truth. For every creature of God is good, and nothing is to be refused if it is received with thanksgiving. For it is, notice this, 
It is sanctified by the word of God and prayer. We ought to be giving God thanks for our food on a continual basis. On a continual basis. Paul followed the Lord's example in 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verses 24 and 25, as he gave instructions about partaking of the bread and the cup in the Lord's Supper. Let's look at that. 1 Corinthians 11, verses 24 and 25. Paul wrote, And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, and he's quoting Jesus here on the night of his betrayal. Paul is simply laying this out, reminding the Christians at Corinth. Jesus said, take, eat. This is my body, which is broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same manner, he also took the cup after supper, saying, this cup is the new covenant in my blood. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death till he comes. Now, how should we partake of the cup? How should we partake of the bread in the, in the Lord's Supper each first day of the week? We need to thank God for those elements and what they mean to us, what they mean to us. The greatest occasion for our rejoicing and giving thanks to God is salvation through Jesus Christ. How often do you thank God if you have become a true Christian, if you have repented of your sins, confessed your faith openly in Christ as God's Son and your Lord and Savior, if you have surrendered to him in baptism, that is being buried in the waters of baptism for the remission of your sins so that the blood that Jesus Christ shed on the cross could cleanse you of your sins, and you could come to forgiveness and salvation in him. At that point, do you still thank God for your salvation? In 1 Corinthians chapter 15 and verse 57, and this is an incredible, an incredible context of Scripture on the resurrection, both the resurrection of Christ and our ultimate resurrection into eternity. Verse 57, Paul wrote, but thanks be to God, thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. The victory, eternal life, eternal salvation. In 2 Corinthians chapter 2 and verse 14, Paul wrote again, now, thanks be to God who always leads us in triumph in Christ and through us diffuses the fragrance of his knowledge in every place. And then again, in chapter 4 and verse 14, Paul went ahead and wrote again, knowing that he who raised up Jesus, the Lord Jesus, will also raise us up with Jesus and will present us with you. These are things, and then verse 15, for all things are for your sakes, that grace, having spread through the many, may cause thanksgiving to abound to the glory of God. Thanksgiving to abound to the glory of God. 
We look at Colossians chapter 1, Colossians chapter 1, and I want us to read verses, uh, verse 12 to begin with, Colossians chapter 1 and verse 12, giving thanks to the Father who has qualified us to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in the light. And then chapter 2 and verse 7, rooted and built up in him and established in the faith as you have been taught abounding in it with thanksgiving. Oh, how we ought to be thankful that God has blessed us both with the opportunity, but then as we have obeyed the gospel through baptism into Christ, he has blessed us with the reality of salvation in Christ. In 2 Thessalonians chapter 2 and verse 13, we are bound to give thanks to God always for you, brethren beloved by the Lord, because God from the beginning chose you for salvation through sanctification by the Spirit and belief in the truth. Belief in the truth. We need to be thankful. We need to be continually thankful for our salvation in Christ for the opportunity even to be saved in Christ. Paul was thankful for the various congregations of the Lord's church with whom he had contact. He expressed that repeatedly in his letters. Ephesians 1 and verse 6, Colossians 1 and verse 3, 1 Thessalonians 1 verse, verse 2, 2 Thessalonians 2 and verse 3. And he taught that giving thanks should be a natural, common characteristic of a Christian's life. In Ephesians chapter 5 and verse 4 and verse 20, Philippians 4 and verse 6, Colossians 3 and verse 15, and on and on. Interestingly, Paul also instructed that giving of thanks be made for all men, 1 Timothy 2 and verse 1. My, my, what lessons we have been given in God's word about being thankful. Let us always be thankful. Let's pray. Father, help us to recognize our blessings, to recognize all of the things as much as we're able for which we have to be thankful and to express our thanks to you continually. Praise, glory, honor, and thanks be to you, Father. Please forgive us and hear our prayer. In Jesus' name, amen.